0: Welcome on The Cross Cause, the podcast where we review anything related to witchcraft, spirituality, and more. The subject of today is ancestor work. So anything related to your ancestors, how to honor them, and what is ancestor work practically. So I personally practice ancestor work a lot, like on a daily basis. I honor my ancestor every day and it doesn't have to be like big things, you don't have to do big ritual doing ancestor work is actually a very chill practice, it's very chill so let's start with the basics, so honoring the departed and ancestors is commonly performed during Samhain which is one of the ceremonies of the pagan will of the year but you can do this every day and this is recommended to do it every day because your ancestor or your blood, or not, we will see that a little bit later, but they are your source, your source of power, your source of energy, so this is important to give them power so they can provide you this energy, so however working with your ancestor can be a practice used in witchcraft, but it's not exclusive to the practice so you can be a pagan for example, like we said before in previous episode, being a pagan and being a witch are not related at all, they can be but they are not related, so you can practice ancestor work even though you're not a witch. You can create your own traditions and your own way of honoring your ancestors and decide how you want to work with them in your own practice. So, who are the ancestors and why work with their ancestors? So, ancestors can be people from your lineage, such as distant relatives, like grandparents, great-grandparents, uncles, -uncles, great-uncles, etc. and those part of your family tree. This can also be people from your cultural heritage, which is not the same as your lineage. So, your cultural heritage is basically, for example, if you are Native American, your ancestry can be your uncle or your dad or your grandparents etc but it can also be the indigenous community as a whole like for example, I am a Slavic witch so I am Slavic, I have Slavic ancestors and my cultural heritage is Ukrainian so the Ukrainian ancestry is my ancestor pack if I can say it like that so this is a cultural a cultural heritage as a whole is something that you share a commonality with. They can be viewed as elders in your cultural background, etc. So ancestor works can provide guidance, wisdom and messages to help you in your everyday life and in your spiritual journey so this is something that you have to see for yourself, how you want to worship. In a way, they can be compared to spirit guides in that they can work with you to help you achieve your goals in this life, which is kind of what a spirit guide is supposed to do, but it's not the same. However, they have a blood connection to you or not, but we will see that later. And so they are more closely connected to this physical world as they have lived in it previously. This is why is it different from spirit guide because they have a blood connection to the earth. They were a person before. Some spirit guides have never taken a physical form, while others have. For example, an ancestor can be a spirit guide. One of my spirit guides is actually my great grandmother, who is dead. But that just to say that a spirit guide can be anything, uh, especially your ancestors. So spirit guides have chosen to become guides based on their knowledge and skills in certain areas which they work closely with you for the purpose that aligns with their expertise. While you have a spirit guide family, the ancestors are your lineage and cultural family. They are part of who you are. They are literally your DNA. You share a cultural and sometimes physical DNA marker with them passed down through generations. This is a very generational process. You can choose to work with them in magic, spell crafting, seek guidance from them, or understand yourself, your background, and discover more about patterns and behavior that are generational, like curses or trauma. Especially, I work a lot in ancestral trauma, so healing um, and all that thing that have been inherited in the family so when we talk about ancestral trauma this is something take the world war ii for example this is one of my family trauma because my great-grandmother was deported during the second world war and she gave birth in prison she was deported in multiple countries so and she was very traumatized by the second world war and this is A trauma that has been generationally passed down in the family and that I have today and that I am trying to heal so I am not passing it to my future DNA if I have a future DNA but basically this is why I want to heal my generational trauma and why you want maybe to look into your generational trauma as well. Now let's talk a little bit about adoption and ancestors. Even if you're adopted, you have ancestors. You actually have two types of ancestors. You have your blood ancestors, so your parents who put you in adoption, and you also have your adopted ancestors who are the family that you've been adopted into. So if you are interested in working with the ancestors and you are adopted, it's still possible to be connected to your ancestors spiritually, even if you don't have a physical connection with your birth family. If you are aware of your background, uh, like your cultural background from your family birth, uh, you can connect with that energy to those who are distant relatives. If you are unaware of your cultural background, aside from your adoptive family, and you feel most connected to your adoptive family as your natural family, you can work with what you are familiar with as your adoptive ancestors. Like Ancestors don't have to be direct lineage relatives, they can be adoptive as you have been accepted and welcome into this, this specific family line, so you are part of the family now, so DNA is not a barrier, it's, it's a route, it's an open like an open route that you can take, but this is not a barrier that is holding you back from doing ancestor work if you are adopted now we are going to move on to something really important which is knowing your culture to know your ancestors so however you choose to work with your ancestors you should have a good understanding of the culture of your ancestors if you come from a mixed background like mine uh, you may have feel connected to one side of your family more than the other that is totally okay. You don't have to work with all of your ancestors. This is something that I will jump on because j- there are some things like people say, yeah, but my ancestors were colonizers or my ancestors were not good persons. You don't have to work with all of your ancestors, okay? You can choose the ancestor that you want to work with and you can discover actually the life of your ancestors and choose if you want to open your heart to them. This- those ancestors or more your mind than your heart but you can choose also to close it this is something that i've already done one part of my family has very racist ancestors and i chose to cut the bond and so i don't have any connection with those ancestors and this is totally okay this is a boundary that you are totally allowed to have this is your life And if you are a good person, if you're not a racist person or whatever, you might not want to have those kind of connections. And this is totally okay to cut the bond. Now, if you were raised in the tradition of one cultural background, but not another of the family background, you may feel more inclined to that culture as you are more familiar with it. However, explore all of your cultural backgrounds to get a better understanding of them. You can work with all of your cultural backgrounds, like I said, as they are part of you, or you may choose to stick with one rather than the others. It's up to you. Understand the customs and traditions of your heritage and research folk customs as well. Folk magic and folk customs are very important because this is how your ancestors used to live back in the time. This is a recon uh, sorry. It is a reconstruction of how they used to live, how they used to wake up in the morning and live their life and go to bed on the evening. This is a very interesting so, a thing to research. This is something that you really want to get into. I promise it's worth it. Some may be outdated, but nonetheless may have been what your ancestors practiced. So learn more about food, method of making them feel more connected with your ancestral heritage and your ancestors. Now let's talk about how to practically honor your ancestors. There are a few ways you can begin to practice to work with your ancestors. Some may be specific to your culture and background, but generally, many customs start with an area in your home designated to honor your ancestors, like a shrine, for example, or an altar. So setting up a shrine in your home is a special way to honor your ancestors, which can be as simple or elaborate as you wish. You can use a shelf or you can create a whole table like I did, place a cloth over the shelf or the table and put pictures of the deceased, the relatives, add crystals to make them feel welcome. Some flowers are a very good offering as well. Uh, maybe some taglocks so some things that are belongings of your ancestors that you kept like antique, family antiques or whatever you wish to make it feel special to you. Like put things that remind them to you. Offering-wise, you can do pretty much anything. You can give them flowers, something that is very appreciated, or libations such as alcohol, Uh, tobacco as well is very appreciated, food is very appreciated. Something that is very appreciated is when you share a meal with your ancestors You can also offer incense or special items, whatever you want. These offerings can be made regularly or on special occasion. Personally, what I like to do is a regular regular offering of coffee. Like I eat a snack every day with my ancestor. It's a way for me to honor them. And basically I will take the tea or coffee with them. And this is an offering. So your time is also a dedication to your ancestor now you can also make an altar so there's a difference between a shrine and an altar is that a shrine is just to honor your ancestors and an altar is going to be made for magical purposes so you you will be doing magical workings on this altar you can set up photos or items representing your ancestors as well but this is where you will invite them into your magical workings and spellcraft basically so this is the difference between the two words but basically you will just do magical workings in addition in the altar rather than on the shrine now something that you can do without having a shrine or an altar would be to dress a candle like use a large pillar candle and basically dedicate it to your ancestor you can call the name of the past relatives you can Anoint it with an oil or a perfume that your ancestors used to like with some herbs like lavender, mint, red salt, pink salt, that kind of stuff. And just light the candle a little bit every day or every week, like every Sunday, for example, just to remind of your ancestors, just for you to remember them and honor them and give them power. Now to work with your ancestors. Working with the ancestors is entirely based on your personal choice and how you choose to work with them, this is up to you. So you can do healing and advices for example, so asking for advices and wisdom, uh, this is one of the best way to work with the ancestor and to understand yourself and your family line. Certain behavioural patterns and health matters are inherited and you can work with those ancestors to understand them better and bring healing to yourself and even to your ancestors. Your ancestors can help you to heal ingrained patterns that may have developed from childhood which can also be a result of what your parents went through during their childhood. So this is a generational trauma, what I was explaining a little bit earlier. So, working with the ancestors can help heal cyclic patterns inherited through generations. If you feel that there is a cyclic pattern, addiction or behavior that is passed down from generation to generation, your ancestors can help to work with you to realize these patterns and to heal what has stemmed likely from an ancestor. Your ancestors are a part of you. And can be an addition to your spiritual support group and your support system. If you have difficulty connecting with your spirit guides or just can't seem to grasp them, consider connecting and working with your ancestors to receive guidance. They will always they will always listen to you. Opening your arm to your ancestors is like If you were doing a hug to a hundred people that were giving you so much love at the same time. Like, this is such an amazing feeling. I invite you to just do like a small meditation, for example, where you can invite your ancestors in the circle. Do a little circle, put crystals, a little bit of incense, maybe a candle, something that just makes you feel good. And think of maybe just one ancestor. And wait for it. And you will feel this hug and this warmth coming up into your chest. You will feel it, believe me. This is not a difficult thing to do. Your ancestors are always around you for help or just to watch over you. They are like guardian angels. So they are always here to help you. Now, working with the deceased for magical workings technically gets into the territory of necromancy, which a lot of people shy away from. And it's understandable, but personally, I'm a death witch, so I do a lot of necromancy, but it's receiving a lot of controversy, but I understand. Most pagan pe- practitioners stay away from it, but some of cultural traditions still work with the deceased in their spiritual workings. However, necromancy is rather intended for the advanced practitioner and not really dev- designed for novice practitioner. For novice practitioner, I would just recommend to put an altar and just invite your ancestor to watch over you and give you guidance during your spell. Working with the disease in a magical form as necromancy was often done before by fortune tellers for fortune tellings, divination, and other magical working. Now, ancestral work. Working with your ancestors can be really rewarding. It takes continual work, however, to honor them and keep them actively present into your life. You want to show them that they are welcome into your life. The more you work with them, the more you will notice signs that they are with you. You will quickly develop your psychic abilities further and get messages more frequently outside of divination readings. Ancestral work is most common during the month of Samhain. So Samhain is when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest. But ancestral work can be done anytime, especially during actually the new moon. Even if you don't feel closely connected with your family, uh, you can find a a connection with your ancestral family and heal that relation, which can bring healing to other relationships and yourself. So however you choose to honor or work with your ancestors, may it bring healing and wisdom into your practice. This is the best thing that can happen to you. So that is all for the podcast of today. This was Raven, your host of The Cross Cow. You can find me on TikTok at Ravens and Crows. You can find me on Instagram at Ravens and Crow. You can find my Patreon if you want me to teach you witchcraft and that kind of stuff. Everything is linked in the description of the podcast. And I will see you next week on The Cross Cow. Thank you for listening.